0: Welcome to the Landlord and Tenant Podmas, the only podcast that has the balls to ask the question, can a landlord and tenant be buddies? Hello, everybody. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Landlord James. And I am the other host,
1: Michael. And, uh, you know, we get a lot of flack for... It's kind of... Our show's motto is kind of aggressive. Like we're the only show that has the guts, is what I say. When you Mike s- intros, you say guts, I you go say for it and I say balls. Um, and you know, some people are like that's a bit of an aggressive motto, but I actually like it. And really? I'm not I'm not usually an aggressive kind of guy, but I think it's a it's a fun way to get our message out there.
0: Well, it's a fun way to show a bit of edge, to yes. show that, you know, you're not you're not listening to your grandmother's knitting podcast or no, something No, you're, you're not. listening to a, you know,
1: Yeah, two two regular
0: Joes just, you know, uh, talking things out. Two regular Joes, one of whom has millions of dollars he inherited, and the other who... I'm chronically... Nothing! Well, no,
1: I have some things. I think you're overstating the case there, but I am uh, chronically underemployed, and uh, I don't have as many material possessions as you do. How many possessions do you have? Fourteen? I counted them last night. I I have fourteen possessions.
0: Uh, I won't bother listing them all. How many do you have? Oh boy. I actually counted them as well and it's something along the lines of 7005. Wow. Um well anyway, um it's uh it's nice to be here. It's August. Ooh, the hot dog, out there. The dog days of summer, yes. as they call it. Yeah. It's getting hot in here. So take off all your clothes, James.
1: I didn't That's just the song. Please don't take uh, off your clothes. Um how how was your week, Mike? Um it was okay, although I'm feeling a little <laughs> I'm feeling a little out of sorts today, actually. Oh. Why? Not at my best. Um, Do you want to hear? Sure, sure. Well, yesterday I was um, in the park. I was in Christie Pitts Park, which is a beautiful park here in Toronto. Uh, They show movies there every Sunday night in the summer. And I had an ice cream sandwich in my hand. And I know I shouldn't be uh, talking about junk food because there are a lot of younger listeners to this program. But I was eating my ice cream sandwich. And wouldn't you know it, suddenly, zip, it's gone. A squirrel, if you will believe this, stole the ice cream sandwich right out of my hand. Wow. Yeah. What, so it crawled up on you and grabbed it? Yeah, it just crawled up me like I was uh, a ladder, basically. And it it took the ice cream sandwich right out of my hand. And the little bugger ran away with my treat. And so I said, not so fast. And I chased after him. You should have seen me running. Uh, I probably looked like Ben Johnson. Remember him? The old... Uh, Jamaican-Canadian sprinter. And um, the squirrel ran up the tree with my ice cream sandwich, and I chased up after it. I climbed a tree for the first time in my life. I'm not really a rugged kind of guy, but he went right up to the top of the tree with my ice cream sandwich, and I went after him, and just as I reached out and snatched that ice cream sandwich back, snap, the branch of the tree I was on broke, and I must have fallen about 40, 45 feet
0: to the ground, I landed straight on my head. Oh, my God. Right on my head. So you didn't land sort of on your back or... No. Sort of hands and knees or anything straight on your head. St- I landed straight on my head, like an- still
1: grasping the ice cream sandwich. Oh, my God. Right? And I blacked out, and apparently I had a, con- a bad concussion. Yeah, no
0: kidding. Everything. So you're saying like you fell like a pencil or something. Like a pencil. And like le- the sharp end
1: of a pencil. Wow, That, and that was, was my head that was what hit the ground and I had, I blacked out. And then when I woke up, uh, everything looked green hmm. through my eyes. You hey, were in a park.
0: It might've just,
1: you know, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> mm. And then, um, since then I feel like, uh, just like I said, out of sorts, I feel like right now still, like I feel like I'm, Looking down on us, like above us and watching us have this conversation. How crazy does that sound? Hmm. But that's how I feel. I feel like it's, I'm having an out-of-body experience. But I got—I well, kept my ice cream sandwich. <laughs> so
0: good end to the, the story anyway. Happy yeah, ending. I'm sure deep. you're fine. Thanks. Um, how was your week? Maybe you uh, ne- next time. By the way, might want to just go buy a different ice cream sandwich. <laughs> They're about a dollar. No, this was running from- up a tree after a squirrel. Maybe a weird move. No, it was from one of those those
1: men in the little, the cute little um, uh, buggies that have ice cream in them. D-
0: Dickie D, and it was about four fifty. Oh, all it was right. about well, four fifty. So I guess I, that changes the equation. Yeah. Um. I my week was good, as uh, people know. Um. Uh, the last few weeks, couple weeks, I've been working with Nadia, my uh, the love of my life, uh, my little sex pot. Uh, we've been working on a song for her, pop song, and I've been heavily involved. I've been putting a lot of money into it, uh, yeah. quite a bit, you know. Um. Honestly, almost more than I'm, <laughs> it's almost making me sweat a little. I'm not used really? to feeling the burn of spending a lot of money because usually right. it's, you know, but it's expensive, the studio time, the writers, the musicians. That must be a lot of pressure you're under because if the song doesn't sell well, you're going to be out that money,
1: right? Well, I mean, I'm
0: not really worried about that because it's, the song is so good. There's so much talent and Nadia, you can't put Nadia on a screen or, you know, or here, put her CD in your CD player and not think, whoa, I've got to buy this. I got to tell my friends about this. I mean, I'm not, I'm really not worried about that and, and, uh, like if, if I get this enraptured by Nadia, I know the Canadian public will as well. She is a little firecracker. uh, I can vouch for that. I've seen her in action. (laughs) And yes, listeners of the podcast will know we did have a very tumultuous period in the past Mm -hmm. where, you know, sure, she's tried to, you know, basically uh, kill me, break into my home with a balaclava (laughs) on and et cetera, et cetera. But um, we back. We're we're in love, and uh, and this when this song hits, and we're going to play it on the podcast. I'm I'm going to get. It's not going to be too far off. World premiere. Yeah, remember who was that DJ? Chris um, Shepherd. Chris Love Inc. Oh yeah, Chris Shepherd. Chris Shepherd.
1: Well, yeah. Apparently, he wasn't even a British man. He was a man from like Scarborough or something who just spoke with a
0: fake British accent. Yeah, that's in, that's in, if that's true, that's crazy. Shameful. Shame on him, Chris Shepherd. Son of a bitch. Um. Anyway, uh, I've been working on lyrics for uh, Nadia's song. Oh, really? Yeah, Nadia, you know, she's Russian uh, speaking, and she's not great with the English language, I think it's fair to say. So I've been handling lyrics. And uh, yeah, I I think I'm on to something that's... Pretty good. Like, what's the song about? I didn't know you were a lyricist. Have we, uh, extra, extra, we've got a Bernie Toppin here on our hands. I didn't know I was good at lyrics either, but I sat down, I put a bottle of uh, rosé and uh, a pack of cigarettes, and I sat at a desk, and I just started writing. And I think I've got something pretty good. Amazing. Uh, I, could, I could read you a few lines here of the I'd song. I'd love to hear it. Yeah. All right. So far, I've, I've got... Um, now the song is is about is from Nadia's perspective. Okay, and um, it's about kissing me.
1: Oh, so, so the, you wrote a song, you wrote a song from your girlfriend's perspective about what it feels like f- to be kissed by you.
0: Yes, right. Well, come on, it's. Right. I mean, it's. It's not going to be from my perspective. It's her song. <laughs> I suppose you're right. Yeah. So uh, here's one little uh, verse: Tickle, tickle, I feel the bristle. And now I feel a big old tongue. And that's one verse. The song's called The Kissing Olympics. The Kissing Olympics. Well, first of all, there's a lot to unpack there. So the
1: bristle, because you're referring to your beard. Because listeners may not know this, but James has a great big bushy beard on his face. So she must feel
0: that whenever you, you know, go to give her a smooch. That's what I was realizing. Yeah, that she must like, you know, every day almost feel this big bristly beard up against her, her right. uh, Russian face. And then the next part is what what was the next tickle, part? Tickle tickle, I feel the bristles and now I feel a big old tongue. And that tongue is your your tongue yes. as well. So you're talking about uh French, French kissing. kissing. Yeah, it's her. about as French kissing. Big old tongue. Um not the not the uh, smoothest lyric, I'm going to say. I mean... Um, but imagine it with a tattoo-type beat in the background. Right. Uh, you know, Euro dance music beat. Right. Her, you know, uh, breathy vocals. Yeah. It's tickle, gonna be tickle,
1: good. I feel a bristle now, I feel a big old tongue. Well, that's
0: great. Uh, and the Kissing Olympics. So it's... The Kissing a, Olympics. That's... is it That's like, what I'm working on right now. That's the working title. We'll see what it ends up as, but that's what we're right. working with now. Well, I...
1: I You've my appetite, and I'm sure you've uh, wet the appetites of all
0: of our listeners. And I've actually wet my uh, sex appetite <laughs> just singing, saying these lyrics, imagining Nadia and I uh, getting amorous, honestly. All right. So we had a segment uh, to do before we bring in our guest. Yes, right? we do, James. We have a segment. <laughs> So this this segment
1: is ripped from the headlines because we like to be current here on the landlord and tenant pod, mess Canada's number one real estate themed podcast. This week, uh, congratulations to Tim Cook, the CEO of Apple, because this past week Apple became the first company to pass the tr- to pass the trillion dollar mark. They're the first trillion Not dollar bad. company. right? Not bad. Do you own shares in Apple?
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Really? Well oh, congratulations. do yeah. you know do you know Tim Cook, the CEO? Um I've been at a party at Elon Musk's and Tim Cook was there. Oh. And uh yeah, I don't want to speak out of school, but let's just say um uh let's just say he was uh hanging out with a certain woman named Molly. No yeah. And you don't mean Molly Ringwald I, no, I'm I assuming uh, you've <laughs> a right. nickname for the for the drug Holy, well, he's a visionary. I'll give him that. A tech visionary, so, you know. All those tech guys, they party. I part, I mean, I often party with them, but... Right. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Well, anyway, that was
1: the basis of this segment. Uh, Apple is the first trillion dollar company, so I, I got thinking, what what would we do, me and you, James, if we had a trillion dollars? So this segment is called, If I Had a Trillion Dollars... If I
0: had a trillion dollars... If I had a trillion dollars... I'd hit the big time! Okay, um...
1: Mike, would you like to go first? Sure, so if I had a trillion dollars... Oh my god, even just thinking about that makes the hairs on the back of my neck stand up at so much money. It makes me think of Scrooge McDuck and his famous, um, swimming pool full of gold. Yes. Um... If I had a trillion dollars, here's what I would do. I wouldn't buy a yacht. I wouldn't, you know, uh, you know, buy a brothel like I'm sure you would. I would give $1 million to every man, woman, and child on planet Earth. Everyone. Except Trump.
0: <laughs> he can't have any. I don't think that's going to work. Pay, wouldn't give him the money. Pardon? Well... I mean, there's six billion people. So what's I don't know what six billion well, I, times a million is. But I would have a trillion dollars. I, I mean, I didn't do the math, but right. I assume that. Also, if everyone had a million dollars, then it would just be like the people with a million dollars are the poor ones still. Kind of. No, Jeff I mean, Bezos would still be way richer. Well, okay, I wouldn't give him. Drumf and oh, Bezos. God. All right. Well, and
1: Elon Musk. good one, Mike. Anyway, it's something nice for the world, is what I'm saying.
0: If I had a trillion dollars, here's my first one. I would, you know, I do uh, love animals. I didn't know that. I'm interested actually. in exotic animals. Hmm. And I would find a way through my money to eat at least one of every animal. Eat? You'd if you eat had the money, every... tell me you wouldn't be interested. And I will include, I'm going to say it, also human. If, if not to kill a human, but to try. Yes, I would. I would. You and want, every animal. First of all, that's two disgusting things. You want to eat like every species of animal, one
1: am- of each, even endangered animals. Absolutely. And a person. That's. You've said a lot of despicable things on this podcast, and this may this actually may be the worst one. Mm, well, agree to disagree. Well, I hope you choke on my bones if you choose to eat me. <laughs> well, I. Fine. At least you'll be dead. Fine. Uh, my second, if I had a trillion dollars, idea is I would gather the world's greatest um, scientists, biologists, uh, technicians, genealogists, and I would have them comb the Middle East for a sample of, of Christ's DNA. And I would have them uh, clone Christ and bring him back. And I would have them send one Christ to every country on Earth. Why? As my gift to him Well, I would have the resources to, to finally make my dream come true, and I would send one to every country on earth, so everyone would well, have their own Christ.
0: Not every country is Christian.
1: No. But they, they can still have it. I'll still give it to them. Right. Unless it's Unless it's unsafe for Christ to go to certain countries.
0: Oh, fair enough, fair enough. I, I guess I'd have to provide a
1: security detail
0: or something. I'll work out the... The logistics.
1: ...specifics, anyway.
0: Okay. Um, all right, well, my second uh, thing i do if I had a trillion dollars is um, probably a lot of our listeners are uh, in the body mod community, body modification, body mod, and I've yeah. always been tempted by this. I always thought it was cool, but it's sort of the kind of thing, do you want to spend the money on it? If I had a trillion dollars, I would. So I absolutely would get, you know those horn-type things you get put in under your skin and oh, your head? no, James. That's step one. I'd get horns on my head, I'd shave my head oh, to the skin. Oh, no. I would insert wings in my back and I would dye my friggin skin red as hell. What? And guess what I'm looking like? A devil baby. And imagine how intimidating you if you go into a meeting and you look like a friggin devil, oh my God, Alpha what? to the max baby. What kind of meeting are you going to dress, dress I don't know. If devil. I've got a trillion dollars, I'm probably a hotshot. Am I'm like you walking
1: into a meeting? So, like, uh, our investor is here, our potential investor. Let's yeah. make a good impression. And then you walk in dressed like, of all things, a devil. <clears throat>
0: Not dressed like. I am you one. You are a devil.
1: So. How would you take, how would you get into a car with wings? How would you just perform simple, like, everyday I tasks know. with wings? Oh, I'd probably
0: fly if that's, if I've, you know... If that's possible, or just, I don't know. What would your parents say if you go over for Sunday supper? I'd uh, scare them, too. You
1: want to scare your parents at Sunday supper? Well, more power to you, I suppose. All right, and my third, if I had a trillion dollars, I think this is going pretty well so far, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is um, if I had a trillion dollars, uh, I would get myself a vasectomy. Because there are too many people on Earth, I feel, and after I had given every man, woman, child a million dollars, after I had, um, you know, given the world uh, Christ, I would want to make sure that I don't contribute to overpopulation, and I would travel the Earth, shouting it from the hills that other men should join me (laughs) and get vasectomies, because we don't want to overburden Mother Earth with too many humans. Well, way to
0: think big. You can get a vasectomy now. You don't need to... G- well, you should get one. No. Well, now that you said that, I'm not going to do it. Uh, uh, if I had a trillion dollars,
1: I would have the resources to sort of uh, do a worldwide campaign for men and boys.
0: Uh, you're very weird. Um, What's your last one? Just- my last thing I do with a trillion dollars is... Um, I, I would say like um, one of those Iron Man suits. Uh, you know... You buy the one that uh, Robert Downey Jr. wears in the films? Yes. uh, With sort of like guns on the side and protect me from any uh, bullets or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's not to, I'm not going to like be a police officer or anything. It's just to make sure I don't die or I never die.
1: Right. Well, now here's a question maybe you didn't think about. Would you
0: adjust the dimensions to fit those wings of yours and the devil horns? Really? Yeah. Holes for the wings, holes for my horns to come out. And a bodysuit with weapons on the side. and Would you be a vigilante, though? No? You're just... Oh, I you know. originally thought it was just to protect myself, but now that I'm thinking about it... Well, who's maybe. after you? Nobody's after me, but they, you know, I could just go after people that I don't like. Right. Anyway, I'd have be- the lawyers to get me off. <laughs> I suppose you would. Well, you've thought of everything. Yeah. Better than getting a vasectomy.
1: No... You know, one man's trash is another man's treasure, I suppose, in this, in this
0: case. Uh, anyway. Well, why don't we uh, take a break? That's If I Had a Trillion Dollars. If, if I, I had a trillion, trillion dollars. dollars. If
1: I had a trillion dollars. That's a whole lot of money.
0: I liked it. Yeah. And um, why don't we come back with our guest?
1: And welcome back to your favorite show that you listen to. It's the Landlord Intendant I'm Mike, and this is my co-host, James. And now is the part of the show where we welcome our guest. And this week's guest... If you love film, if you love stories told on the silver screen, you're in for a treat because this week's guest, she's a podcaster, she's a film critic. Please welcome Jocelyn Getty.
2: Thank you so much for having me on the show. I am so
0: delighted to be here.
2: Oh, thank you. Our for pleasure, coming,
0: Jocelyn. Hello, hello, both of you. So you um, you have a podcast I called do. I Hate It, but I Love It.
1: That's correct. I high by Bi- Bi- high. Is that what you say? It's I
0: high by lie. Very. I close. high by high. Yeah, I yeah. had an ancient to it for no reason. <laughs> Um, and you and you're also a film critic. Correct. And and so what have you seen uh, what have you seen lately?
2: Oh, I'm so delighted that you asked because boys, I'm here to tell you about the hit of the summer. It is called Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again and it oh. is a ribald fun fest for the whole family.
1: Now, this is a sequel to the first Mamma Mia movie? That's correct. It came uh, out, I believe, 10, ten years ago?
2: 10, or 11 years ago? Right. 14 wow. or 15 years ago, if we're thinking about the Broadway hit. But we're talking right. about the film today. And this film has just about everything you could possibly want out of a trip to the cinema. It has good-looking men. Mm -hmm. It has four or five of ABBA's greatest hits as repeated from Mamma Mia One.
1: So the same songs.
2: Same songs delivered by almost entirely the same people in the same contexts. That's
1: interesting.
2: If you like to go to films as I do and see nothing that will surprise or shock you, or put you off your axis, but just have a bit of a nice uh, gamble with your eyes at some good-looking young men Ooh. that
1: you will enjoy, Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again. I can't, I'm Just hearing you talk about it, it's getting my heart racing, and I, I can already see myself this weekend heading towards the cinema and uh, saying, one for Mamma Mia 2, Here We Go Again.
2: Oh, well, imagine seeing a film as I do, where I walk straight to the bar part of any mm-hmm. cinema, because you can now, spoiler alert, get alcohol at any a theater, yeah. <laughs> two bottles of Chardonnay, one for each hand. I drink them both very quickly, and then wow. I proceed to shout in delight at the screen... At all of the wonderful
0: images I'm seeing. So you're like a disruptor of film critics.
2: You're, I think that's the best way yeah. to see a film. I don't think you're really able to take in what a film is offering you in terms of a conversation unless someone else is actively trying to disrupt
0: that experience the
2: entire time. Mm, interesting. So I like to create a challenge for myself and for
0: everyone in my immediate vicinity. So, um, yes. So, Jocelyn, you were saying in Mamma Mia 2... There's a lot of hot guys Hot. Guys. What guys what, Who are the hot guys Oh great uh, Hot guys Young version of Colin
2: Firth This is a prequel film This oh. is how we, we ah. come to understand How Meryl Streep's vivacious character Donna Came to the island of Greece right. uh, Where she lives with her daughter uh, And met all of the wonderful men That now are her family So young Colin Firth wow. 10 out of 10 mm-hmm. Young Pierce Brosnan 10 out of 10. Hmm. Regular Pierce Brosnan, 12 out of 10. Wow. Ooh, still. Stellan Skarsgård, negative 5 out of 10. Really?
0: No, not, not, going
1: not going a well. fan. Wait. Not oh. going well. Is Stellan
0: Skarsgård the old blonde guy who was in the original Mamma Mia? Yes. You don't think he's handsome?
2: I, just, no, I mean, he has two sons, and I know that one of his sons is the true blood boy, and the other is one that is that his it. son? Those are his sons. Oh,
0: my God. True
2: Blood Vampire and and It from the film It are Stellan Skarsgård's sons, but they're both better looking than Stellan Skarsgård. Wow. Yeah, the blonde
0: guy from True Blood is very good looking. He's an extremely good looking man. Can I ask you about Mm -hmm. Pierce
1: Brosnan? Because you mentioned Pierce Brosnan's character. Yes. Uh, Of course, Pierce Brosnan in both Mamma Mia movies plays the character of Sam Carmichael, the Irish-American architect. That's correct. Um, He was the first... That's like... You know, every movie and TV show has an Irish-American architect these days. That's where that idea came from, from Mamma Mia. That's right. Um, Do we learn how Sam became an architect in Mamma Mia 2, in these flashbacks?
2: Oh, that's such a great question. The answer is yes. We learn all about his robust backstory. I would say 40 to 50 minutes of the film are devoted entirely to his voyage through architecture school. Oh, no. Um, And when he opens his mouth to bellow uh, many of his signature songs, like Take a Chance on Me or... Voulez-vous? Uh, you will feel things that you've never
1: felt in your heart before. Wow! Well, those ABBA songs—they are constructed almost as as solidly as like um, as a well-made building. Um, yes So that's for I, I sense it was like Architecture is all over, All over the place With ABBA It
2: really is a film If you think about it That's just exploring The beauty and the grace Of architecture And the mm-hmm. people Who are its practitioners And huh. I think
1: When we all go to see
2: uh, The musical Mamma Mia That's what we're looking for And that is indeed What we get Here, here.
1: My god Mamma Mia 2 Who knew? So Can you, you know? give us a, a sort of a Synopsis of the plot Of Mamma Mia 2 Here we go again
2: That's wonderful Yes uh, Meryl Streep's character Has died um, oh, before no. the beginning of Donna. the film, Donna, Donna has died. We later learned this is because of a rock slide on the island of Greece. Oh. She died in a rock She slide? died in a rock. She, she goes to the top of the mountain. She sings Donna. too well. It, it dislodges a rock from a mountain. All of them tumble she tumbles down the entire side she's crushed
1: oh, God. Wow. you don't see the body in the movie do you, you you never
2: see the body but this is the way we start the right. adventure from oh. a very dark and grim place from here we and go into a uh, a flashback where we of course we explore Pierce Brosnan's robust architectural upbringing Then we come back to the present. Um, Christine Baranski shows up and makes Uh many saucy jokes. Oh, (laughs) it sounds
0: like my my kind of (laughs) lady.
2: All of our kinds of ladies. Let's be honest. Mm. I mean, I think we can all agree that the the women we're really drawn to in life and in film are are horned up fifty year
0: olds. (laughs) Yep, getting well. It's funny you mention horny. Well. 50 year olds because Mike is Mike's ex-girlfriend who passed away was about 70. Just
1: like Donna in Mamma Mia 2. She passed away. Not in a rock slide. She died during a um, VR skydiving experience. But uh, yes, she, yes, she is dead. It's, but I'm just
0: saying it's, it's funny. Jocelyn said that yeah. because it is funny. You, you know, that's kind of yes. your type.
1: Anyway, we're getting off track here. Sorry, uh, Learning about the storyline of Mamma Mia 2. Here we go again.
2: Right. That's right. Um, Many, many more things happen. Many more songs are sung. bit blurry at this point. Maybe a bit too much to drink. Mm -hmm. Um, At the end, Colin Firth rides at the front of a ship with Stellan Skarsgård hugging him, much like the scene in Titanic. They sing Dancing Queen, and then Cher appears, and then they sing two more songs, and then the film is complete. I have never seen anything better, and I hope it wins every Oscar.
1: Oh, that's quite an endorsement does does Meryl Streep appear at, uh, throughout the movie thank uh, you so much for asking I forgot this very important detail
2: uh there is a uh watch out listeners because this is a spoiler. there is a baptism at the end of the film yes oh, Amanda Seafried is Christian. pregnant wow. and Meryl Streep's ghost shows up to uh to help, snatch the baby away ba- well you know you know the part in every baptism of course where uh the the mother of the pregnant woman tries to uh, spirit the baby away.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, and then there's a bit of a fight back and forth for the soul of the baby. To take the baby
0: to the underworld To take the
2: babies to the underworld, correct. It's a, I mean, a, a lot of Christianity, as we know, is a is a fun mixture of Greek mythology and uh, Halloween stories. Um, so the mother of the, the pregnant woman tries to steal the, the spirit of the child. Uh, there's a battle for the child's eternal soul, Meryl Streep's Donna is vanquished forever. Um in a second rock slide. Again. Oh no. Two rocks and ghost rock slide. Yeah, ghost rock slide, but uh finally her her disturbed soul finds peace. At the bottom of the island of Greece, covered in rocks.
1: Those wow. ABBA, the ABBA members must be so proud of this second movie and how it uh, just tells a beautiful story using their music.
2: I think, yeah, when you, when you think about a film like Mamma Mia, Here, Here We Go Again, uh, what you immediately recognize is that this is the product of people's real artistic hearts and souls coming Ooh. forward, just, just interested in telling the truth. Telling the truth about life, telling the truth about each other, and Mm -hmm. uh, really finding a mechanism to speak to the profundities that we experience as human beings, vis-a-vis the song Super Trooper. Super Trooper.
1: Do you like... Are you an ABBA fan,
0: James? I am an ABBA fan. I've been writing... Or ABBA, if you're American, I suppose. Do they say ABBA? Some do. Hmm. I uh, do like ABBA a lot. I've been getting into all that kind of pop vibe lately because I've been uh, working on this uh, song with my uh, girlfriend Nadia. Right. Yes, yes. Uh, and I've been listening to a lot of ABBA. I really like it. What, what's your guy's favorite uh, ABBA songs? I'm going to say "Knowing Me, Knowing You." I'm a oh, Waterloo time. man myself. Oh, Ooh. historical. Both
2: great. I'm. I'm going to go with something. Uh, a little bit faster,
0: gimme, gimme, gimme! Ooh, a man after midnight. In parentheses, right. a man after midnight. Mm. Which is how Stroke I feel. Of midnight. And where? What was their deal? Like, was it that the the two the two guys were dating the two girls? They were married. Wow. Yeah. Really. And, and then, then one they broke got divorced? up. Divorced.
1: They both, I think, got, broke up very soon after they became a huge international hit. Wow. And then did they
2: get remarried to the other ones than before?
1: They. I don't know if they did, but they should have. Maybe had they done that, they would have stuck around
0: and still be touring to this day. Wife swapping. Yes. Well, and husband swapping, to be fair. To be fair. It saves
2: a lot of relationships. Really? Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, are, are you married? Have you ever...
2: I am married. Yes. And do you know why I'm still married? Because I swapped with my sister and now I'm married to her husband and she's married to my former husband and we're getting along way better than we did. Really?
0: Isn't that Mm -hmm. awkward when it's like, oh, hey, uh, ex-husband?
2: I mean, you know, you can lean into the awkwardness of two sisters knowing the intimacies of one another's spouses, yeah. or you can just accept that life is a bountiful journey with
0: many surprises
2: and just enjoy knowing everything. You are so you're open, open. already.
0: Just from your review of Mamma Mia 2 and this wife swap, husband swapping thing, you're really a, clearly a very, really open person.
2: Yeah, thank you. I really like to let the, the world move through me. The way I hmm. see it is that film criticism is just a means of opening myself up to the secrets of the world and the experiences of the world. And I say, why say why say no to anything or anyone? Oh,
1: I love it. Maybe we'll, maybe I'll isolate that speech you just made and I'll put it out as a special little mini for please if people do. need any sort of uh, motivation in life.
2: Oh, please. I would love that so much. I mean, if you just want me to be there too while you personally are ingesting film or television to really help Possibly, you open sure. up to their wonderful and important messages about... Whom you should be divorcing and shacking up with next? I think that could be really helpful for you. That's right. not a
0: bad idea, Mike. But the problem okay. is, Mike, I don't think really likes pop culture. Like that's a great no, idea. No, that's but, not true. But Mike doesn't watch any cool movies or listen to cool music. No, likes like the Rankin family. Oh,
1: well, that's you just you just contradicted your own point there, James. So in your face, go go to hell.
2: I mean, I think we can all appreciate some of the Rankin Family's top bangers. Was there? Well, absolutely.
1: Uh, the Johnny Black and... Um, Wait, was there any Rankin Family music in Mamma Mia? And I th- I feel like I already know the answer to this question. The,
2: uh, you are right. The answer is yes. There are at least wow. three three not very well-known Rankin Family oh, songs. Wow. Um, uh wow. Uh, the Sprite, Who Stole Christmas, um, wow. is in there. uh, uh all of us are a family is in there. Oh, I love that one. Yes, a real I think a really great uh, and then just the mummers jig.
1: Oh well, this is. It seems like it was tailor made for me. This movie.
2: I know, and um, I, it's a shame to... that you don't watch enough pop culture because well, I mean I exclusively watch films ranked. that are. I don't Anything that's Critically Mm -hmm. Critically I don't I'm not interested The
0: Oscars said They're gonna make An award for popular movies Right? Yes Mm -hmm. So good Absolutely Uh, I'm kind of against that James I feel like we shouldn't Be rewarding movies
1: Just for selling The most tickets It should be on uh, Based on artistic merit And uh, that's how I feel
2: I think neither. I think the Oscars should be a lot more like the MTV uh, Movie Awards, yeah. and I think there should be awards for best kiss, yeah, best looking boy.
0: Ooh, best bad think. boy. I don't think any
2: women should ever get when you say best looking awards.
0: boy, do you mean an adult or do you mean like a small boy?
2: I, I, honestly, it's whatever comes out that year. That could be problematic because you'd depends have to... Depends who's presenting the right. award. It depends who's
1: presenting yeah. the award.
2: Uh, ideally, it's me and, me and sure. I think it's fine if I do that.
1: Just to so. be a little strange for a bunch of uh, uh, industry adults voting for best looking boy, especially in this current climate we're in where people on the right are accusing everyone on the left of being uh, attracted
0: to children.
2: I mean, again, I feel like you can look for the problem or you can just find what's fun about that. I love
0: it. Mm-hmm. open
2: yeah just get right in there i mean call me by your name came out the boy right. in that was not really a boy he was a he was an older
1: version of a boy he was an older boy yes. he was an
2: older boy oh, best looking older boy Older, let's say boy. That. Okay. Was an older boy.
1: a boy that has clearly gone through puberty but may not be uh, able to vote
2: yeah best looking post pubescent boy who still can't vote um, that
1: 's a great category i 'd love to see that at the Oscars
2: This is already taking off i don 't think I think there should be one nominee for everything, so really it 's more about winners than it is about any kind of competition at all and I get to make all of the speeches
1: How about this for an, a new category for the oscars and i 'm just spitballing Please. here, but best NBA star dressed up like an old man in a movie I love it I think it 's great because there 'd be a lot of people nominated for that this or for next year at least,
2: absolutely. Best guest appearance by Johnny Knoxville. Because mm. we don't know what he's doing. I mean, you don't know right. if he's in a movie or not. He's always in prosthetics. Yes. He might be He might be places. You just don't know to look for him. Oh, that's true. He is a chameleon. He's a chameleon. He played a tree in Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again. Amazing. You wouldn't know.
1: Wow. I'm... I should sign up for the Knoxville newsletter, I suppose. <laughs> yes, you really have to get on the Knoxville news. Okay, James, do you have any ideas for uh, categories you'd like to see at the Oscars? Because we've we've talked at great length about our ideas.
0: That's a great point. I don't know, best kick. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I feel like kick. Best kick. You don't see kicks featured like you did in the good old days of the '90s when John Claude Van Damme was kicking everything. Oh, yes. You just in the '90s it was a kick. Decade Mm -hmm. in movies, and you're just not seeing anyone kicking anything anymore.
3: Absolutely.
0: Hmm. Um, Best kick. What else would be good? uh, Speaking of, you said
1: uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme, and it made me think, of course, of another action hero from the 90s, Steven Seagal. Ooh. Ooh, Yes. I I think he does exclusively um, Filipino action movies these days, or Russian movies or something, but that could be a category for him.
0: Best. He he would be great and he's the the frustrating thing is his career is you know, has been on pause a bit. But he's looking better than he's ever looked. Maybe best most improved look for yeah, an actor. And lo- it could be oh. Steven Seagal. He looked like old Steven Seagal, but he's got some nice um Nice sort of extra flesh on his face that in a, a very nice, handsome that, like, way. Nice little soul patch. Very jet black. No, a, he's got a thick, thick jet black goatee right now. Oh, right. Mm. Yes,
2: it, he he looks as though he has a team of women who were hired to just paint his hair with uh, cartridge ink, cartridge ink. <laughs> yeah, blackest every hair.
0: Blackest hair. Blackest I, hair. That's a great category. A perfect category. Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible. Uh, Extremely black. Fallout. Hair. That dude. Imagine what he looks like if he just didn't get like a team working on his face because he still looks amazing and he's still handsome, but you, you can't like, you know, he would look like really old if that wasn't the case. You know, he'd have white hair. He would look like Bob Hope (laughs) before he passed. When
2: he wakes up, I think he does look like Bob Hope. And then they they push him into a humidifier and it plumps out his skin. They dip him upside down into a tank of paint. They push him straight onto set and he's ready to go. Oldest jumper.
0: Oh, his: ju- A yes. great one, Oldest and jump- that would probably go to Cruise. He jumped a hell of a lot of times in that movie. Yeah.
2: he jumped so many times, and he was so brave. Also, bravest jumper, I think he would win. Both. Oldest mm. and bravest jumper. Oldest I'm glad you added that to bravest- it. Harrison
0: Ford is an old jumper.
2: He's a very old jumper. He
0: jumps in movies. How about this for a movie? Not a category.
1: A movie where two, like one, he's the best jumper from America. <laughs> he's the best jumper from the from Russia, and they have to compete. Uh, and only one lives. I'm just making, I'm just you know spitballing, but it could be Harrison Kind of a Ford. Rocky for this generation. Yeah. yeah, Harrison Ford and Tom Cruise, and maybe we get Sylvester Stallone in there too if he's willing to jump.
0: Well, who's playing the Russian jumper? Well, Harrison oh. Ford or Tom Cruise. They have they have to. Oh, they. Pick. I don't think mm. they'd pull off a Russian. It's got to be like um, mm. Mm. a better. I mean, the dude from Armageddon, the 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 Russian cosmonaut from Armageddon,
2: Peter Stormare. Oh. Perfect. Yeah, we get p- old jumper. He's not he's a bit of an old jumper. I mean and if you've seen his his recent work in various uh made for television movies he does some he does some old jumps, some brave wow. jumps and some old jumps. So yeah, he's the Russian jumper. Uh Harrison Ford is an old jumper who uh has to get back into the field of old jumps uh but he's lost like, his son to a jump. So he's like, nervous. He's
1: like I told you my jumping days are behind me. And then they're like, we need you to do one last jump. And he's like, my son is dead. I stopped jumping on that day. And then he, he like feels uh, stirs of uh, patriotism. And he's like, I'm back.
2: Yes, he's back. But then he realizes that the gorge that they have to do an old jump across is too big. So he has oh, to no. jump in it to bridge the oh gorge with his God. body, making it a very brave jump indeed. That's mm. so good. This is a powerful <laughs> film. And I'm willing to get it at 15 out of 10 on my horned scale.
1: How about this for a category? Ready. I just thought of this now. Do you guys want to hear it? I desperately. An award at the Oscars for best um, actress playing a dead mom in a uh, ABBA musical where her daughter
0: is pregnant. Oh, I think Meryl Streep is a shoe in for this one. (laughs) Honestly, yes. Honestly, um, a typical left leaning Mike creating categories for Meryl Streep to win the, you know, oh, you think she's overrated. You think she's overrated? <laughs> yeah, big time. Okay. She plays the same character every movie.
1: The greatest character you've ever seen? You mean?
0: Yeah, it's always like, oh, I'm in a, I'm doing a voice. Like it's the same thing every movie. It's like, oh, I'm doing a different voice. It's true.
2: I, you know what? I I tend to lean toward. I mean, as acclaimed as she is, I think we frequently see her as a, a ghost who is loosely related to Amanda Seafried in some shape way or form, and uh, is doing a bit of a voice. She
1: mm-hmm. wasn't a ghost, as far as I remember, in The Bridges of Madison County, unless Clint Eastwood's photographer character was having sex with a ghost woman. <laughs> That's not what happened.
2: Well, it's not what happened if you didn't watch the movie very carefully, which I did right. while screaming at the screen,
0: of course. Mike, would you have sex with a ghost? I'm <laughs> not. I'm not, I'm not gonna. I'm
1: not gonna why? answer this question. Why are you so defensive? I'm gonna, yeah. This is a ridiculous. As question. soon as you
0: brought that up, you got so defensive right away. It's uh, why would you ask? Well, I don't know. I'm You're not being gonna, weird. This is I.
1: I mean, have uh, you been
0: like summoning Ruth? No, it's weird. I, I don't know. I have
1: been. I haven't been summoning Ruth for ghost
0: sex. Hmm. Interesting.
1: In a category for sticking his nose where it doesn't belong goes to James. The award goes to James. Oh, boy, I don't know. Rest Very up. weird thing to be defensive about. Oh, God.
2: What about a category just for um, whatever Daniel Day-Lewis is up to that isn't making a
0: movie? Ooh, but just right. what he's, how he's spending his time these days. I wonder what he's like. Did you ever see the, the rap video his son made? I did not. Oh, know. it's really bad. And I think it got removed from the internet. Oh, no. His son, I think Gabe Lewis. Or, Gabe
1: Day-Lewis? Gabe yeah, Day Lewis. something
0: like that. And he made a really embarrassing hip-hop video. Does he have an Irish... Is he an Irish rapper? No, he's like, a, you know, like a American kid. Hmm. And it was like, chilling in the... Do you think like, that Daniel Day-Lewis had to sit
1: down one night and like, Son, I have to talk to you about your rap video. We got to remove. We got to scrub it from the internet.
2: Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Do you think that Daniel Day Lewis is an Irish man? He is an Irish man. He's not an Irish man. He is an English man. He is a very
1: posh English man.
0: For real? Maybe I thought he was born, an Irishman. I think man. he's born. In, he might be. Maybe he's born in Ireland, oh. but he has a British accent. Maybe yes. he's
1: like Peter Sellers and he forgets what his actual voice I is. I think these that's days.
0: probably true. Oh my god.
2: Here's a f- two fun facts about Daniel Day Lewis. Did you know that he was in a production of Hamlet and he oh. left the stage one day because he thought he saw the ghost of his father and he never came back. What? And
1: he saw the ghost of his real life father or the character's father?
2: His real life father. Wow. And never returned to the stage. And my other fun story is, uh, relating to his son and his son's bad rap video, did you know that he dumped the mother of that child by fax?
0: What? Just like Phil
1: Collins. Just like Phil Collins. What? Phil Collins did that too? Apparently, the the legend of Collins and his divorce is that he dumped her, uh, broke up with her by fax, yeah.
0: That is pretty bawling. So There's a
1: club of at least two men from the British Isles who have dumped their
0: wives by fax.
2: Yeah, they might be friends. I mean, they might have gotten the idea from each other and did it at the same time. Maybe. Roundabouts. I don't know the timelines, uh, but
0: That's a great way to dump somebody because if it's phone call obviously, you have to deal with blah blah blah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even text, it's going to be annoying, but if you fax somebody, it's going to be such a pain for them to fax you back, right. they probably just give up and move on. And it's it's extra sad to me because back in the day it was fun
1: getting a fax it's like oh what is this it's like and then to ha- have that high expectation
0: just like plummet when you're like oh it's not a fun fax sure like at christmas yeah. when you were a kid you'd get a fax from your family <laughs> in another part of the world merry christmas right so. you get that
1: christmas fax. yeah exactly that's sharp. Yeah, birthday christmas fax, fax. Yeah. you know everyone's gathered
2: around the tree and then you get the christmas fax yeah, you put the fax machine at the bottom of the tree or into the fireplace my family liked to put it in the fireplace and you wait for the fax to come in and it's like Santa is coming but it's just a slow portentous text and
1: that, didn't Bing Crosby on that Christmas album he he had a song about a Christmas fax didn't he?
0: He may have I don't listen to old music that's your it's yes. a lot like yes. the,
2: the duet he did with David uh, David Bowie on uh, The Little Drummer Boy right? but instead of David Bowie it's just a, a dial up tone and he he sings all of the rest of it, and it is kind of bum 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 the beeps and boops. I think know, it's called that.
1: Bum 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 the beeps and beeps and boops. Do you know what's really sad about Bing Crosby is that he he never lived to see the special where he did the duet with David Bowie. He died before it aired. Is so that let's, true? Let's really? take a moment just to think about that.
2: He never got to see himself performing
1: with David Bowie. Well, he never saw that it broadcast. Maybe he was. Maybe he sat in the editing bay. <laughs> maybe Bing Crosby edited. The special and then passed away before it aired. Because, you know, I feel like he was a hands on kind of guy. He probably had his, he probably was involved in every aspect of his, you know, his work. I bet Bing would have been a Trump
0: supporter. I think, don't you yeah. feel that way? I think you're right. He, he has that right. vibe.
2: Yeah. yeah. A, a bit of a bad, a difficult man, I think we can tell, around the edges of him. Here's, a, here's another kind of difficult idea. Do you think that being in the editing bay and seeing his duet with David Bowie is why he died? Do you think Whoa. Whoa. he saw that and immediately had to depart this mortal coil? He was like, bing out, and they just dropped <laughs> to the ground, <laughs> yeah. dead. Yeah, and then his spirit moved straight out of his body, straight so- up. Yeah, shot up into the air.
1: <laughs> now, Jocelyn, this isn't a this isn't a movie per se, mm-hmm. but I'm curious. It's movie uh, adjacent. Can I get your review on? Seth Rogen doing the announcements on uh, p- Toronto public transportation. He's oh. going to be doing subway announcements uh, because I, I believe a, there was like a Twitter campaign to get him to do that. That's right. I believe he's
2: replacing mm. Morgan Freeman,
0: the dulcet tones mm. of Morgan Freeman. In Vancouver. Oh. I think that started in Vancouver. Yeah. <gasps> yes.
2: Uh, my review of Seth Rogen doing that—it's uh, a—it's a laugh a minute fun fest from the start of your ride to the yeah.
1: end. Does he talk about you know uh, smoking a little uh, smoking some pot? tweeds?
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, that comes up about at every at every stop, and then of course just to introduce like a, a you know a fun narrative into your ride, he talks a little bit about overdosing, and then he talks about diverting the subway to the hospital He talks and about
0: overdosing, he, he overdosing you know, on ganja
2: overdosing on the ganja oh, uh wow. he gets scared but then he realizes he's fine um and then he drinks a glass of water and then you arrive at your stop
1: on it's a thrill a minute i i hope he doesn't because if he's a little bit stoned i hope he's not like if anyone has like if anyone has something for me to munch on please put it in the speaker you know because um he might get a little hungry. That's mm.
2: true. And I feel like I, I have heard that in initial drafts, they had some suggestions of, you know, if you brought a snack on, leave it in a basket, but people were getting, they weren't really sure what to do with it. So they were right. just mashing their food into the seats and it's not into very the
0: clean. Yeah. Not very the, clean. Who else would you like to hear make announcements on the, the subway?
1: <laughs> hmm. Let me think
0: about it. Um,
1: uh, Gilbert Gottfried. Ooh, <laughs> next
0: stop. <laughs> Museum. <laughs>
1: nice and nasal <laughs> i would love and it would require a translation mm-hmm. but if uh pope francis did the subway yes. now was like you, like you get on the subway and it goes like ding, ding. and he does it in latin or whatever language he speaks and then mm-hmm. it's translated like he says welcome to the subway sort of like a un translator um, that is
0: a good idea,
1: yeah. so, but it would double the length of the messages, I think, because you would have to be mm. translated from Latin to English. You'd spend a long time listening to the messages and, and that
2: would mm. take up a long time in between stops, but right. I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. I think it would really keep the viewers interest. I guess so. Yeah, Listeners interest.
1: Who would you like to hear doing the the TTC
0: <sighs> announcements on the subway, James? Wow. That is such a tough one. Um, uh, maybe, you know, um, Ben Shapiro, the alt right conservative commentator. Oh come you know, on, James! Uh, here's your next stop. Facts don't care about your feelings. Uh, you know, just uh, hey, that's where if I'm he, coming if at he, it from. If he does
1: that, well, the TTC has one less customer from now on. Won't hmm. take it.
0: Well, I don't know other. who else would be good. Uh, Randy
1: Bachman and Burton Cummings together. <laughs> the original Canadian, like they're Canada Simon and Garfunkel, and they're just as. Small yeah. and um or his son Tal Bachman doing Tal- his
2: one his oh, one hit. She's so she's high. so high. Right. Every sing- and then just inserting the name of the stop into the song. She's so
0: high. She's so high. Yeah, yeah. Now arriving Edmonton. at Bathurst. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and then Perfect. every the same thing for every. She's stop. so high. Now arriving at Christie. <laughs>
2: yeah. You would be so high. Off of how much fun you were having. And for me, it's, you know, as I've indicated with my review of Mamma Mia, obviously an important part of anything for me is how horned up I'm going to feel. Right. with Tal Bachman it's a guarantee, so...
1: How about this? Okay. I think you're going to like this. All Imagine right. if doing the TTC announcements on the subway... We had Mr. Pierce Brosnan.
2: Uh-oh. Ooh. Uh-oh.
1: Who plays Sam Carmichael, the Irish American architect in Mamma Mia. Is he in character as Sam Carmichael? Would you prefer that? I would. Well, then he is.
2: Sam Carmichael, every single stop. Uh, twenty out of ten. We're
1: like, hello, this is Sam Carmichael. Now approaching Union Station. I'm an architect.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I love the shape of the Acropolis and of Donna, my dead. Lady, and you're at Lawrence. I think it's great.
1: Do any of the dead suitors of Donna, do they ever, like, reminisce on how, how attractive they found her Wh- while paying tribute to her life? What I'm saying is, is there a funeral scene where all of her, the three men who could be the f- father of her child, do they all go like, oh, she used to be so hot, and now she's so dead?
2: Uh, yes, I mean, it's a quick scene, but it is... An important scene. Uh, They (laughs) gather around a funeral pyre. She's lying there. This is the only time we see her body. Oh, okay. Uh, they, they've excavated it from the first of two rock slides. She's lying in the funeral right. pyre. Uh, they sing. Um, they sing. They first of all, they all talk about how attractive she is. They actually do sing "She's So High," which I thought was a <laughs> tell Parkin, a has as a song. In, well, that's why wow. it came to my mind so quickly. Um, but they sing that, uh, and then and then she's gone again, not to be seen until the third act of the film. When of course the notorious baptismal battle occurs, right? Yeah, but yeah, it's it's really poignant and lovely to see them commenting on her physical appearance, her physical like, appearance in that way, uh, relentlessly describing her body and looks.
1: Now um, that now that her body is dead, and only her spirit remains, exactly. They go into detail describing the way her body looked when she was young.
2: That's right.
0: Yeah, it, it, it makes it very
2: clear that their connection to her was. Ninety-nine percent physical and only one percent predicated but on anything.
0: That's else. what women um, sort of hope to—the compliments they hope to hear. Correct? Like, Absolutely. I mean, you, want an, you want a guy who you know focuses specifically on your looks and your body. Well, I
1: assume. If I passed away, I would love it if if some of my former lovers came and gathered around my dead body and talked about um, how I, you know, how attractive I was in my prime. Yes. That's all I've instructed all of my
2: former husbands and soon-to-be husbands to do. Whatever I, I shuffle off this life, I I hope they'll gather and objectify me. One last time, right? One last, exactly.
1: Everyone one needs last. one last, yeah. For old times' sake. James, what do you want to
0: happen after you die? Do you want people to gather around your body and talk about it? Um, I've talked about this on the podcast many a time. I am interested in the idea of uploading my consciousness to the internet or a computer Boring. and I never die. And you know what? I'll have a funeral for my body and I'll watch all of you stand around me and basically laugh because I'll be living in the internet for the rest of time. <sighs> and they, and you know what? Ray Kurzweil, the inventor, he believes that's going to happen in our lifetimes. The inventor of what? He, in, well, I will tell you, he invented a, a certain kind of musical keyboard. He did. The Swell keyboard. Oh, oh, okay. okay. Is something like that, like a musical keyboard. And he's invented a lot of other stuff, too. Look, there's a documentary on Netflix. Fine, checks out. Mike's laughing at... He thinks he's going to heaven with, you know, the Holy Spirit, but he'll be just dead and I'll be on the internet.
2: So what you hope to happen to you is is based on a film I recently saw, Lucy, starring Scarlett Johansson, Ooh. where a woman's consciousness is... She becomes the internet, basically. You'll kind of be this. She, she transcends her human form. Oh, cool. And then she just becomes the
0: internet. That's funny, though, because she was also in her, and it was sort of similar where that, she was a program.
2: Well, I think, I think Scarlett Johansson is just, in general, a cyborg. So for her, it feels very intuitive to play these roles. She's got a great voice. She has a great voice. Remember her and her?
1: Yes.
0: I'd fall in love with that voice
1: too. Uh, hey, yeah. James, this is on, on a is a rare occasion where I
0: am agreeing with you. Who do you think? Let's it, fight over her. <laughs> if you, oh, whatever. If you had a like a like a, a, a program like in the movie Her, mm. where there was like a, a celebrity's voice that was like your friend, and you like, who, who what would be your favorite voice? Dom like what DeLuise. voice could you really fall for? Dom Deluise. Oh, not to fall in love with. Sorry. Or just know. really like, that would comfort you. Because mm. Scarlett Johansson's got a great voice. Mm-hmm.
2: If it is Fall in Love, then yes, Dom DeLuise for me. I want to hear hmm. his voice. I, I want to feel comforted by the slightly asthmatic, phlegmy presence of a gentle man with me in, in all ways. So that's, that's hands down my vote.
1: Dom DeLuise, Mike? How about you? Oh, let me think. Uh, a, a disembodied computer voice that I would fall in love with, like, like in the movie Her. Um... I guess
0: it would be... Um, like I've got a good one. Okay. What? A really good one. Oh. Michael Ironside. Oh. Do what? you re- remember him? He's yeah. a bald Canadian actor who was in a lot of action <laughs> movies in the 90s. Yep. yep. And he's got a great voice and a steely glare. And you it's wanna- actually mental that his name is Ironside. Yeah. I feel like he made that up. And you want to fall in love with his I don't want to fall voice? in love. I just think it'd be comforting or cool, right. like... Rachel McAdams Rachel McAdams is my uh, My choice Would you know it
2: was Rachel Does she have a distinct enough voice? I can't even think of what her voice is Of course
1: she does Hey um, Hey this is Everyone knows what Rachel McAdams voice sounds like (laughs)
2: Michael Ironside would be great and then maybe uh, every now and again you can get him to impersonate that moment in Starship Troopers where he's being eaten by one of the bugs. Oh my
0: god, that movie was so good. Creepy.
1: Did you see that, Mike? I was too creeped out. I also read the synopsis and I said, not for me. I had a nightmare about the Wikipedia entry. Oh, it's a spooky
2: gosh. film, but there are a lot of good-looking men, and that oh, helped me sure. transcend
0: everything. Casper Van ha- Hauser or Casper Van Kasper- Diem? Casper Van Diem, Yes, the it. lead actor guy. Very good-looking. And I'm going to spill the beans here. I remember being a teen and uh, seeing sort of a erotic thriller on TV, and he was in it. Uh-oh. So I think he had done sort of, you know, erotic, Not I'm not full porn movies, but sort of erotic Cinemax movies. Are you accusing Casper Van... Dean of having been a porn
1: actor? No, but you're you actually did, like, accusing him
0: of that. He did movies that were like, you know, sensual, All right. you know, well, the names would always be like, you know, uh a sensual Sunday or whatever, and it'd sensual be like a Sunday. guy, you know, a hot guy and girl. And they wouldn't really do it, but they pretend to do it.
2: Yeah, they just they just nuzzle on a sensual Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. The red dress and then one person wears a red dress and they
0: snuggle a bit. Yeah, or like um illicit liaisons mm, or something mm-hmm. like that. Spicy stuff. Oh, that's a terrible name. Spicy Spicy that'd a, stuff.
1: That'd be a great name for a euro soft erotic thriller. Spicy stuff. Ugh. Okay, but
2: is Spicy Stuff can we surmise that that's the plot of a paella chef who has to learn Yeah. to Find
0: love with hey, an attractive paella customer. Yes, is paella from Spain or Italy? Uh, I think Spain. 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 So it would be set in Madrid. Set yeah. in
2: Madrid. It's a steamy day in Madrid. And Too steamy like, to make paella. Maybe he's but, an, still
1: hot to make. Today. He's a He's like Madrid's best paella chef, but he he's impotent, and he has been <laughs> for years. And no woman seems to be able to cure him until one
0: day, Bethany. Bethany comes in to the and shop, and he
1: can't stop. Then um, he can't keep himself calm. So, at, out of his nervousness,
2: he he bites a spicy pepper. he oh. uh, yeah. has to keep crunching on those. They he gets extremely <laughs> overwhelmed with lust and spice. Uh and and they could be like a Dr. Love.
0: Jekyll Mr. Hyde thing. He eats a spicy pepper and he becomes a different person who isn't <laughs> yes. impotent and they make love and then he wakes up and it's like, Oh, I'm still impotent. You know? And then she's like, You certainly weren't last night and he's like, I don't remember last night. What are you talking about?
2: Oh well, now this is a great film because now we're in a situation where a man must eat more peppers than
1: any yeah. human man must eat in order to have sex with women. I feel that like we should borrow some money from James and try and. you should transition from being a film reviewer to a filmmaker. I mean, mm. I've seen
2: so many films and I've been drunk with so many more that I do really feel like I have this capacity within me to tell stories that captivate audiences and make them scream. What do you think,
0: James? Well, what? I tell you what, Spicy I am getting stuff? into showbiz. Um, I've got a lot of money tied up in this song uh, I'm making with Nadia, but when I get... The returns on that song, I would be willing to potentially reinvest it in your idea if you cast me and Nadia in it. I mean, I mean. So you want to play an impotent Spanish, Spanish chef? Maybe, though I'd be like the the version of him after the eats the pepper, you know, so, like he'd look a bit different. So this
2: okay. kind of feels like what what I think we're putting together. What we're kind of pitching is. Uh, a bit of a Cinemax version of the Stephen Urkel slash Stefan Urkel yes. myth, uh, yeah. which is in and of itself Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. And yes. you want to play the Stefan? And yes. Okay. Nunny
0: professor as well. Nunny professor yeah. as well.
2: Yeah. And and who who's our before? Shall we say?
0: Oh, um, I, I would volunteer to do mm-hmm. it. I oh. mean, yeah. Oh, sorry. I who believe did you he want was have, impotent. Who did you? Who would you pick Well, I was going to say someone, like maybe Joe Rogan, someone with more of my body. Like I, so I, he, I'm a steroid user, so I've got a, kind of a big body. Uh, so you want Joe Rogan be- to play
1: the impotent before version of you? Yeah. And you'll play the after, the pre-epic uh,
0: pepper man. Yes. Pepper-fueled man. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd be doing all the scenes with the uh, leading lady. Wow. Who could be Nadia.
2: I mean, I think it's great. And then you can play uh, his.
1: I could play your buddy. Mm, yeah. Mm. Who watches you. <laughs> Maybe. Like, I'm a voyeuristic watches buddy. You have, you have
2: sex. Yeah. Maybe you're his buddy who's a fisherman, and you're the one who has to go and get all of the clams for the paella. Maybe that's a that's safer,
0: that's a safer I character. I almost believe Mike is like a creep who's... Link, who, you know, hears noise upstairs and sneaks up and peeks in the window and is like, ooh, look at that, Oh. No, I'll be the fisherman, I think I've
1: decided, thank you. But
2: I I, I, I like where you're going with that, and I feel like I'm mostly going to be writing this, so I
0: will write in several scenes where Mike oh. creeps up a drain pipe. And he's got a bunch of clams still <laughs> down his pants God or something, like he eats a clam while he's watching. I uh, wouldn't uh, eat uh,
1: a clam while watching you make love, that's ridiculous. Re- it's absolutely ridiculous.
0: Then he says
2: his signature line, which is Mamma Mia, and then oh. the drain
1: pipe that he's holding on
2: to peels away from the <laughs> wall.
1: Suddenly And I
0: fall. Yes, you fall. Well maybe he away. should say that's spicy stuff. That's spicy stuff. I look stuff. into the camera and You're go the-
1: That's spicy stuff Straight down
2: the barrel Of the camera And then immediately Fall down the drain pipe Several times This will happen A minimum of Seven times In the film
0: (laughs) What do you say Do we have Yeah um, Are you willing uh, to invest uh, Once I get the money Together from the From the song I'm into this This is a thrilling day Excellent We've we've reached Some sort of uh, Creative Agreement here This is great Absolutely Well shall we take a break And come back with our uh, Final short segment Sure Perfect Fantastic Welcome back. Um, We're here with Jocelyn Getty. Hello. And um, it's our last segment here, which is, very popular, The Game. It's time for The Game, The Game, The Game. It's one of our super popular games. They always go viral and that is our aim. So sit back and please enjoy this game.
1: There's a theme music. It's very popular as well. (laughs) It it
0: truly is. And uh, this week's game, uh, Mike, why don't you introduce uh, what it is? Sure. This week's game will be Shaken, Not Stirred. And I'm saying that for a very
1: specific reason, because this week's game is about 007 James Bond. Uh, there have been some news stories this week that uh, perhaps the producers of the Bond series are going to announce that Idris Elba will be the next James Bond. Mm-hmm, really? And uh, we heard that, and James and I thought it would be very funny uh, to, to think about this and say, hmm, imagine if there was a Canadian James Bond. Uh, and so this game, we're going to go around and we're each going to dream up our ideal Canuck James Bond uh, or James Bond character and this segment is called Bond James Bond a eh?
0: that is oof. a Canuck spin on an old spy classic oh God okay um all right so we're gonna cast James Bond with Canadians full a hundred percent Canuck talent all right fantastic. all right fantastic um, well, who who should go first? Oh, I, I,
1: can, I, can I go first? Please.
0: What? please?
1: All right. Uh, so hmm, if I could cast the next James Bond myself with a Canadian actor, I would love to see Mark Critch as 007, right? It would be nice to see a, from a Bond. From this hour has 22 minutes. From this hour 22 minutes. Uh, I'd like to see Bond with an sort of East Coast sort of uh, flavor. And he could, you know, stop terrorism, or he could, you know, arrest a bad guy and then, like, turn to the camera and make, like, a, a, a comedy satire joke to the camera. Like, stop, freeze, this one's for Prime Minister Trudeau, kind of thing. And I'd love to see that.
0: Hmm, not so quite as would- uh slick as Idris... Just- Elba. Well,
1: I think Mark Critch is the Canadian Idris Elba and I Idris. I assume that the listeners feel the same way. Anyway, that's my pick. Oh, okay. Poignant, uh,
0: powerful. Jocelyn, did you?
1: Uh...
2: Yeah, um, I, I'd like to. I'd like to introduce sort of more of a vintage feeling, mm-hmm. um, and I feel uh, a ideal, frankly, the only choice for James Bond in my mind is uh, the actor who portrayed Jeff on today's special. Now, if you recall, oh. today's special, the children's television program wherein a mannequin comes to life when his signature kengel cap is placed on his head. Um, that kind of physical ability that Raw animal magnetism, uh, that magical twinkle in his eye. All of these things Mm -hmm. are things that we associate with number one spy James Bond. I think he will give this franchise uh, the flavor it's been missing and a touch of the old Canadian Eaton's that we we lost oh. so long ago
1: so yep that's my that's my vote and, and would james bond uh freeze without his, his cap on well or absolutely that... and you're this yeah. is
2: such a fantastic story avenue that this opens up for us because what happens in the many situations that james bond is in right. wherein it's possible to lose his hat it's windy and he's in the alps or he's you know. on top of a train his kangal cat blows off mm-hmm. what's he gonna do it's thrilling to think about this right. is this is ideally what you want going into an action film as a singular device right. Upon which all of the action is predicated.
1: Plus, Jeff sings and dances, which is nice for that'd be a nice change. for Sings this and dances. Franchise. He played
2: Phantom in the Phantom mm-hmm. of the Opera when wow. that was here, yeah. so
0: uh, maybe he can he can sing some of the songs. A triple Threat Bond for once. Wow. Absolutely, that's that's my vote. Okay, very cool. All right. Well, if I was casting a Canadian James Bond, I'm going to go off the board here Ooh. and make a choice that might be surprising to some. Be careful! But I'm <laughs> I'm going to say Michael Corrin. Oh, the conservative pundit who's now a liberal pundit. Yes, he's British man. Bald. Well, he's Canadian you know, immigrated to Canada. He has an earring or he did. And you sometimes see him on cable 10, the sort of Christian, I don't know if it's a Christian channel. Anyway, I just think it'd be, he's got the British accent and he's Canadian. That's half the battle. (laughs) That's half the battle. He's good looking and he'd be able to, you know, kill a guy and then also point out some interesting political stuff at the same time. Right. So I'm saying Michael Korn is my bond. So it'd be kind of like a the thinking man's uh spy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I and i I, know, I was also possibly thinking Matthew Perry. Hmm. Well he's He'd not. Be good too. Oh he's he's Canadian too. He absolutely he? is, well, Ma- oh, wow. sir.
1: I can picture Matthew Perry betting those famous Bond girls more than I can picture Michael Corrin betting any Bond girls, and I'm sorry if that sounds wow. harsh, but it's just the way I feel.
0: Agree um, to disagree.
1: Um, can I do another one, if anyone sure, is, sure. is open Please. to that idea? Other- uh, here's another idea. This is also uh, a non-traditional idea. I would love to see this Canuck playing James Bond. I'd love to see Joni Mitchell playing James Bond. She's, you know, everyone knows she's Canada's queen of, like, folky jazz singer-songwriter pop.
0: Um, are we are we ready for a folky jazz Bond. i think yeah. we are i think we are it's new territory but it's exciting to think about for absolutely sure. and
1: instead of instead of a martini she'd like i'll take a pack of smokes because she's always she's, she's a chain smoker since she was i think nine years old or something she's always puffing a cigarette yeah, true and she could you know uh save the world and play a tune sing a song and take no shit from anyone because she's she's tough as nails and i think it'd be it'd be
0: i'd love to see Joni mitchell as james bond Okay. Very, good. Very uh, good. Any other characters or Bonds you could think of, Joss? Oh, absolutely.
2: A, I hmm. mean, now, this obviously, to me, feels like an intuitive choice. And and relating to the theme of musicians, obviously, uh, a, prime, uh, a prime example of who a great Canadian James Bond could be is the one and only Tal Backman.
1: Obviously. Oh. She's so high.
2: Get that she's so high energy in this film as well. And when James Bond turns around to a slew of bad guys and sings "She's So High," you oh. will you will be moved in ways you were not expecting to be while seeing a James Bond film. Also, this means that he can also sing his own introductory song. Oh, a very that's so important good, right? part of the James Bond franchise.
1: Imagine if the villain he's pursuing is played by Randy Box.
0: I was thinking the same so thing. Rich, so robust, <laughs> it's like Darth Vader and Luke you know? yeah. right, Tal. Yeah. I'm your father. Is that his voice? That's how
1: I think. Yeah. I don't know what I it think sounds that's, like. That's
2: basically it. Maybe, yeah.
1: maybe Tal has to go shut down Randy Bachman's vinyl tap because the studio is also being used to produce nuclear
0: warheads. That's
2: right. That's right. And father and son have to see each other for the first time Ooh. in 14
0: years. Yeah, damn. <laughs> I had an idea for Q. Q is the guy who does the inventions, right? Oh, those gizmos and gadgets he gives to Bond. Yes. How about for Q, Gowan, the singer? (laughs) Lawrence Gowan? Yes. Imagine him... He's got raven-colored hair with blue highlights in it now, or purple highlights, and he's got this sort of mystical energy thing going on, and you know, imagine him, I I saw him with Phil Moorhead, we went to see Styx, with Gowan as the lead, That's right. Mm -hmm. Uh, and he was, looked so fit, he was dancing on the piano, just imagine him dancing around a tech studio, you know, Moonlight Desires, and you know, having little gadgets. This looks like a piano, but it's actually, it can fire a
1: poison dart. Yes! Yes, but it wouldn't be very easy to carry around a piano that fired
0: darts. But there you go. Yeah, or this harp when you play it puts anyone to sleep or what, something like that. I think that's wonderful. Yeah, I'd love I think to that's see it. Perfect. I had an idea for,
1: for Q, but you guys probably don't want to hear it, right? I think I would love to hear it, right. please. So oh, by all means, a little t- totally different from your idea for Q, James. I would love to see Q played by none other th- other than Mister Red Green. Hmm, okay. Hey, uh, James Bond. Here's your, uh, here's your gizmo and gadget you can use to kill the bad guys and from they'd be, all,
0: they'd be all duct tape. tape. Yeah, and they wouldn't,
1: they wouldn't be too, uh, they wouldn't be working too well when Bond needed them. Let's just say that. Uh. But and you know that might create problems for Bond. But I do, I just want to see red green on the screen again. Stephen Smith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a perfect idea. I actually
2: have a bit of an unconventional idea, but I would love to bring it to the I, floor. I would love to hear it. Well, what's, what is the most important thing about film franchises these days? Crossovers.
3: Mm, Crossovers
2: right. are how we ensure that people are coming to see the Canadian James Bond. So I think we need to start thinking about who can play our Spider-Mans and our Wolverines. And mm-hmm. for me, Ooh. I feel like intuitive choices for those. If we just want to recast the X-Men with the entire cast of the Royal Canadian Air Force... And just just have them on the back burner oh. In case we want to bring them in
1: Imagine Luba Goy as Spider-Man I can't stop thinking about it Luba Goy's signature Imagine <laughs> her putting on that costume Hearing that voice That iconic voice coming through the mask
2: Yeah, that's when you know You're really seeing a film Because you're excited and surprised In a way that yeah. you're not usually Luba Goy absolutely is Spider-Man Don Don Ferguson as hmm. uh I'm going to say Magneto but also Ooh. Professor X. We're going to have to double right. up a few. Yeah. Uh just to make sure that there are enough. Um and then uh John Morgan uh can play uh <laughs> <laughs> He could be Wolverine. He could be Wolverine and then the other one. I think he
0: would have liked that. Uh Roger Abbott Aber- <laughs> Roger Abbott can be Han Solo. I like oh, wow. it. Wow, yeah. this I love it. Who says Canada doesn't have a star system like the United States? A guy States? who doesn't
1: have a brain in his head. I'll tell you that much. That's absolutely right. Um, does anyone mind if I do another one? Please, sure. From the so the game the game. In case anyone's uh, forgotten, we're doing a segment where we're recasting the James Bond franchise with Canadians or other movies with Canadians. Um, I would love to see. So in uh there's a a villain character in I believe it's Goldeneye mm-hmm. she was a Russian vixen and she her trick was that she could crush a man's ribcage and kill him uh by crushing a man between her thighs. Mm. Do you remember that? Yes. Mm-hmm. And the character's name was Xenia Onatop and I would love to see that character come back and I'd love to see it played by Marilyn Dennis, the Canadian talk show host. Oh, Can't you wow. picture Marilyn wearing some le- leather pants and crushing a man to death between her thighs? Absolutely.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's
2: all I can think about, really, when I watch her, her television program. Me Marilyn,
0: <laughs> Yes, is what
2: she might look like perched on top of a man's shoulders.
0: Is it not City Line anymore? It's called Marilyn? <sighs> it's been the Marilyn Dennis show for a while now. Oh, I'm, yes. I'm not City Line right. is Tracy Moore, which is on before... Uh, Marilyn Dennis. Wow. Damn. F- <laughs> I had no idea. Apologies. I have one more. Yeah, um, good. M-, uh, M, the character M. Oh, the head of the Secret Service who mm-hmm. gives Bond all of his missions. Yes, yeah. and who played who played that in the... Uh, it was Dame Judi Dench. Dame Judi Dench. Let's uh, throw a curveball into that. How about Drake as M? Fantastic. Oh, that would get a lot of bums in seats. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he can kind of... Sing a song about how he doesn't want his girlfriend to go out and stay home tonight mm-hmm. uh you know why don't you just stay home and would he would do you think he would uh maybe also
1: like uh tell bond like you gotta you gotta come with me to the rapper's game sometime?
0: yeah, he mm-hmm. might
2: see, I really like this because I feel like it introduces the specter of uh homoerotic energy between m and James Bond that I, as a potential
0: viewer, find thrilling because you were Wonderful. saying that's what you're looking for in movies getting sort of. Worked up. Getting, getting was out the-
2: horned up, getting horned. wet and wild, uh getting <laughs> getting real drunk and groovy while seeing a movie. Absolutely. You want a woman uh front and center in your movie theater screaming at the top of her lungs at a screen then you cast Drake as M oh. and I will be there on opening night and every other night
1: you have to be careful that uh, the movie uh, M might become the star of the movie forget about James Bond Uh-oh. if it's Drake Uh-oh. what a right? shame uh oh not ready. if
0: it's Michael Corrin and Drake because well, I think we'll be... I would love to see them as a duo I
1: think I'm really
2: leaning towards this Michael Corrin yeah Michael yeah. Corrin when you put him with Drake that's unexpected
0: Google image search Michael Corrin if you're an American listener and you're wondering who this guy is he's (laughs) oh i loved that segment that game we did that was very fun that was very fun and Mm -hmm. jocelyn thank you so much for coming on today thank Thank you so much for having me and uh Your podcast, I Hate It But I Love It.
2: I Hate It But I Love It. You can listen to it wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, I hear my other feelings about uh, films, men I'm attracted to, Mm -hmm. films I watch purely to look at men, um, moments in which I've been too aroused to focus on the content of a film, (laughs) um, and how that... Uh, affects or more likely impedes my day-to-day life uh check it out
0: we will and, and listeners be sure to as well thank you You're good well Johnson, thanks so much thank you this was great mike see so you james let me just
1: give you a hug here at the end of the uh, episode
0: <laughs> all right <laughs> patting you on the back there there we go okay thanks